Bills here as usual for this edition of the Overdrive Radio Podcast for April 14th, 2023. Got those tax filings done? I suspect our guests on the show today have things in order. They were our March Truckers of the Month, Shelly Puzak-Pulley and Tim Pulley of Chicago area headquartered Pulley Express. Today running two trucks of their own and with another owner-operator leased on. They're in the running for our 2023 Trucker of the Year Award. And as a husband and wife team of a business, it's their close collaboration and their drive to success that sets them apart. Though, since their marriage in 2005, it hasn't always been that way. Shelly herself wasn't so involved in the business before Tim flipped the switch to get his authority around 2012, and the pair together moved toward a contract with the Sweetener Supplies liquid sugar manufacturer in their area. A contract that more than sustains the business to this day with good rates, more than adequate surcharge built into everything they do, and in general, a real appreciation for the work both husband and wife do. Yeah, that includes Shelly today, too. While Tim's been driving in various roles since the turn of the century, Shelly made moves to get her CDL for the first time in 2018, after the pair's fourth and youngest child entered kindergarten. Growth in revenues and profits for the business have proceeded since then, with plans for more on the way. With three trucks running full-time now, they do own four Walker tank trailers, after all. You can read my story about the pair from late March at overdriveonline.com. I'll post a link to it in the show notes, but listen on for a good piece of their history together. From Tim's early days trucking, Shelly's real estate business, and her growing involvement in their trucking business after an accident led to big changes and much more. Every diesel needs to defend against clogged injectors, low lubricity, and slipping fuel economy. The best defense is the best defender. House Diesel Defender with Advanced IDX4 Detergent. Get a deeper clean, maximum lubricity, and boosted fuel economy. Guaranteed. House Diesel Defender. Get optimal performance. House for every diesel. Find more information at House. That's H-O-W-E-S. Houseproducts.com. Here's owner-operator Tim Pulley of Pulley Express, setting us up with his early history trucking. Uh, I'm third generation, me and my brother. Um, uh, my brother, you know, basically got me into it. I was trying to uh, stay away from it, but uh, uh, <laughs> inevitably, you know, I got involved. Um, started out uh, moving appliances and then uh, becoming a household mover got into uh you know the dump trucks and uh I, I at that point in time i never knew that you could buy your own truck all of a sudden uh, i talked my wife into uh buying a, a tractor i think uh i was about it was 20, an 05. 05. Yeah. yeah of course she was uh hesitant thinking that uh real estate was gonna be you know the uh the game changer Tim had by that point been trucking as an employee driver for just about five years. I, th- I want to say I started around 2000. Uh, you know, okay. I got my license in 2000, and then uh, I did the appliances for probably about uh, two years, and then I did households for another two years after that, and that would bring us to about yeah about early. Uh, 2005 you know about a year into dumps i realized you know why why am i doing this i could buy my own truck uh we bought a 98 uh mac ch 
that point. Why, why, why the, why the Mac? Everybody in the construction biz, you know, that's what they all had. Uh, another driver kind of explained it like, uh, you know, Macs are like the, the Chevy of the truck industry, uh, real <laughs> easy to work on and, and, uh, you know, and there's been many a day, uh, working all day and then coming home and working on the truck, you know, at night. So you still working in that kind of construction dump kind of business when you bought that Mac? Is that, is that what you were doing? Yeah. Still? I was working uh, for a buddy. I, I went in uh, working for a buddy and uh, he had a small business going. Well, somebody had tipped over on one of his trucks and uh, he took the dump truck to for himself so i kind of was left uh uh just out so, and i was like you know what we need to do something and uh um yeah they they we have a local dealer down the road from us and uh they had a bunch of Macs sitting out there and we just uh we picked what we thought was the best one but it proved to be pretty good so when did you uh buy the trailer the pit boss Jelly Puzek Pulley, everyone. Yeah, that was 2006. That was, uh, you hauled uh, the, that with the Mac? So the trailer, uh, we bought that new. That was a, uh, a 2006 uh, Pit Boss uh, quarter frame. You know, for the for the yep. industry, it was a good fit. The, the Pit Boss yep, dealer, again, was really close. I'm trying to remember what was after that. After that, uh, yeah, we got in the tanking after, after doing the dump work. And... Uh, I, I still ran the day cab for a little while. That was uh, it was a little more difficult running the day cab because that that had uh, the Camelback suspension. Oh, it was it was rough. It was rough for for another probably a year. So probably uh, even like yeah, a year or two later, uh, we ended up getting a uh, 2007 Mack Rawhide uh, sleeper truck. Uh, that truck was really good. That truck was really nice. Uh, uh, very low miles when we got it, but we lost that truck. Um, it was a, a random driver decided to do a U-turn on the um, toll road, and I hit him. And uh, wow. put yeah, I put the truck on its side. Uh, at that point in time, I was I was hauling hazmat, and uh, we spilled hydrochloric acid all over the highway. It was a bad situation. <laughs> Pretty awful. Yeah, he uh, missed his exit, so he did a U-turn in the uh, the emergency turn. You know, in the, you know the break on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just did it right in front of you. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. All four lanes yeah. were full. Everybody was moving, and he thought he could make it across the highway. Yeah. At that time, we had. Uh, Two, two infants, I think. That was pretty traumatic. But every yeah. it, Tim was fine. It all worked out. Okay. And uh, we had a, a meeting <laughs> and discussed that maybe Hazmat is not <laughs> where we should be. <laughs> you know, at that time, how um, how involved were you, uh, Shelly, in the, in the business? And so, kind of how... How did that progress for you guys? Shelly's been was doing real estate, you know, and I kind of just since uh, 2000. Yeah, I'm second yeah. generation, so my mom's been since '89. That's what I grew up with. But uh, 
I want to say I was still, we were having so many kids at that point. I was just kind of still doing a little real estate. And I think Tim was still possibly doing your your billing for the company we yeah. worked for. It was that easy still. <laughs> right. Not as much going on. We were, we have been uh, leased on um, to various companies up until then. And then uh, I got into an argument with the guy that owned the, the chemical transportation. And uh, ultimately he told me that uh, it was his name on the door. And uh, so I said, all right, that's fine. And we went out and we got our own authority. Uh, we basically just started going on from there. That was in 2012, not long after the accident. And Tim decided he'd live and die with his own name on the door, as it were, as he began to transition out of chemical hazmat tank work to food grade. Uh, well, we did, we did a little bit of uh, road work. We did a little bit of uh, flatbed work with that. And then uh, uh, just trying to stay out on the road, running load boards. Um, that, that, yeah, that's when I got involved, uh, when yeah. we bought the Conestoga. And then I was dispatching for him, looking on the load boards. Yeah, that was mm -hmm. when we had our last kid. She was like four weeks old. And he's like, I'm going out on the road. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't exactly working out so well <laughs> so. we wanted to give it a try i mean we did it for about six yeah. months and realized that uh it wasn't worth it for me to be dispatching and it's just it was better to find a company that would find the work for you but still have your own authority that's not where we're at though we went in that direction um and we found food grade and, uh, you know, it, it was going well, uh, but, you, you know, you're still, you're under somebody's thumb and uh, you can't uh, really make your own decisions. You know, they're, they're telling you what to do. So uh, we did, we went out and found a customer as we speak. We're, we're currently still doing business with the customer and uh, everything is going very well. Sweetener Supply is the name of yeah. that company. Yeah. yeah, you make it sound so easy, honey. It took us a long time to get into sweetener supply. We had tried when we had two kids, and then, like, I think it was five years later. Yeah, it was uh, we six had all. Years. Yeah. Took, uh, I had to go had around to get, the. Get our name in the business, you know, uh, in the Chicagoland area, it just seems like the tanking niche is very close. You know, everybody knows everybody. So it did take us uh, a, a, you know, a few years to get everybody to know us and uh, recognize know us. Know the right people. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys doing a lot of like uh, work that puts you back home nights? Or are you going farther afield? Or what, what's the, what's it look like for you today? So I'm usually home every day. Actually, uh, currently. I'm up uh, in uh, River Falls, Wisconsin. It's just across the river from uh, the Twin Cities. Um, I did come up here last night to to hang out, and uh, but usually it's not often. I'd say 95% of the time you're home every night. Shelly, too, today. Driving a truck of her own locally, pulling a big walker tanker while also getting their four kids off to school and so much more. Yet her entry into actual road work didn't happen immediately as her involvement in the business grew with DOT authority in 2012. 
because yeah. there was so much paper with the having your own authority. There's a lot more, I guess, paper pushing and uh, stuff you have to do. I mean, from your ISTA to your registration to your insurance. I just yeah. feel like, you know, dispatching at that point, I just kind of took it over and I just kind of went with it. And then we worked for a lion eye for a while. And like, I met with them. I talked to them all there and we had the meeting. I gave them everything that they needed. We still had our own authority, but we were still kind of, they're like a sweetener supply, but uh, on a bigger scale, we wanted a little bit more of a smaller company that uh, um, Tim had found that Sweetener Supply was one of the best companies to work for in the area. I negotiated with uh, the owner, Bob Speck, and uh, we were supposed to be leased on, but at the time it just wasn't working. And I convinced them to take us on with our own authority, thinking that maybe if we had to, we would move on to the lease on. It was kind of more of like a trial and we just never okay. moved in that direction. Okay. When we just stayed uh, our own authority, and it's it's worked out pretty well. We haven't went anywhere else, but we have the opportunity if it comes up. Yeah. And like we talked yesterday, we have we have uh, this year or last year we started with our own another driver hauling one of our things. So who yeah. knows what the years bring? That's an owner operator who's been leased on just since last fall helping drive increased revenues to the company. Their contract with Sweetener Supply, too, includes an effective fuel surcharge that made 2022 more than palatable when it comes to profits moving liquid sugar. Recent growth has been a product of Shelley's growing involvement in the business, as Tim tells it. In our talk, she then jumped back to the moment about four years ago when she made the move to actually get that CDL. I would say me and Tim are pretty supportive of ourselves, of each other, and I've seen I've seen what he can make, and I did real estate uh, for so long, and it, there's a lot of uh, shuffling your feet and a lot of just uh, you know going out, showing houses, and not making any money, or yeah. you can, you know. So with the kids, our time became so important, and I didn't have time to spin my wheels, and I saw the money that he you could make in trucking. And uh, I was just very determined. When the last kid went into kindergarten, I was like, that's it. I'm good. <laughs> Let me go. Uh, now, he did take me out to try and learn how to drive. He tried to teach me how to ride the, drive the motorcycle as well, and I had to go to school for that, too. <laughs> it just did not, it did not work. The husband-wife. Uh, you know, we don't have a good uh, teacher-student relationship. Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> we, don't. Um, we work well in so many other aspects, but when it comes to that, um, I have a hard time him telling me what to do. <laughs> so I yeah. did. I did the driving school, and uh, I had a lot of support from the grandmas uh, watching the kids at night. And I would just, like, try to get it done as fast as I could. I think I got it done within, like, three months uh, doing it part-time. And I uh, got my license, I think it was December 4th of 2018. And then it was very nerve-wracking because he was at Sweetener Supply, and we had the one truck, the one account. And 
not that they frown upon bringing other people in, but you want to make sure they have the work for you. And they have really grown since I I have been there. They've brought on, uh, it just seems like they keep on bringing more drivers on. But when Tim first started, they were a lot smaller. So we were, you know, a little little worried that there wouldn't be any work or they wouldn't want a new driver there. But since we had our own authority, um, it kind of like if I could get insurance and... Um, which I did. Great West uh, Casualty, because we had been with them for so long, made an exception for having a new, and since I was the owner of the business, too. I guess right. they don't do that all the time. Uh, so getting the insurance was a real adjustment. It's super, super expensive. Uh, yeah, how much <laughs> did your insurance go up, and how much has it gone down since then, hopefully? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I want to say like when he was just by himself, it had to be like $12,000. And then they right. put me on and I feel like it doubled. And yeah. it shouldn't have doubled because you're just bringing a driver on. And it should just be, but it was almost like we had two own authority accounts. <laughs> um, but now the insurance, uh, it went actually down this year, which is unbelievable because it just keeps on going up thousands of dollars every year and then finally it just went down um i asked him i said why did it go down that's just not (laughs) that's not something that happens he's like well they looked at how you handle things and they looked at looked at you guys as a whole and saw that you guys are good to go and they went down But yeah, I want to say it was like $36,000 last year, yeah. I think, because we added the driver on and then we keep yeah, on adding yeah. equipment on and it just keeps on getting higher and higher. So, I mean, remember, we did have the one tra- one tank and uh, one tractor at the beginning and now we're up to uh, four tanks and four tractors. With three of each in actual operation. Before bringing in the owner-operator lease to Pulley Express last year, there was a lesson learned, too, when it comes to insurance. With insurance as well, you can have uh, spares, which last year I did not have one of our trucks as a spare, which was, I could have saved us a lot of money. I just didn't know any better. I thought the insurance company would know we only have two drivers and three trucks. We can't, right. you know, drive them all. But, uh, yeah, back um, to uh, getting my CDL, yeah, Tim was just very supportive, and uh, I, I ended up getting it, and then we slowly worked me in. We bought a cheaper truck for me to drive, and he showed me the rope. I usually went to the plant to bring him lunch, and I knew most of the people there. It's pretty small, and uh, we just slowly wiggled me in there, and it really He's, worked uh, out. She's very lucky. Mata. She shows up at these customers and the the <laughs> maintenance, the receivers, uh, office people, everybody comes running out. She, she got everybody <laughs> wrapped around her finger. All right. Don't. She, I'm just nice. And this is not just one customer. This is every single customer. They, hear, they see and hear the truck coming and they're out there waiting. Yeah, so. <laughs> I just uh, do that good of a that, job, I guess. 
don't they don't do that for you, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, not now. And the only reason I even know about this is because uh, if if I take her truck every once in a while, and I'll come pulling into the customer, and they're all out there, you know, excited and. <laughs> You know, twiddling your thumbs and salivating, you know, it's like, whoa, hey, what's going on? Today, Shelly manages maintenance, scheduling, handles the books in the back office, handles equipment acquisition, including the recent purchase of a day cab Pete to replace her aging cat-powered international, which she's been in now for quite some time. Believe it or not, though, most days she's home to get their four kids off to school and back home by the time they are. And too. I would say uh, I I uh, get the kids off to school most mornings. I'm there okay. and uh, I race out to go get in my truck and deliver and then go get loaded. And I'm, I'm trying to be home before they get home. It's uh, okay. very difficult, but uh, I only pick loads that or I'm actually have a good choice of the loads to pick that work for me. I want to add that, you know, Shelly's uh, uh, getting through year number four, you know, no accidents, actually no, no uh, um, mishaps whatsoever. So right, right. I couldn't, I couldn't be luckier, you know. You might look for Tim's Pete, too, at a truck show near you. To take us out to the end, here he is talking about the custom work he's put into the unit in recent years. It all started with an engine rebuild at Race City Truck and Equipment in North Carolina. Uh, 2006, I bought it in uh, 2012. Yeah, I've just been uh, running it ever since. And um, I think about three years ago, you know, it was right when... Uh, COVID. It was just, yeah, it was the summer of COVID. COVID. Needed an engine overhaul. And uh, from there, it just kind of escalated. Um, you know, Where did you take it for time, the engine overall? Called uh, Race City Trucks. They had but, it for uh, about three uh, three months in North Carolina. Yeah, okay. but uh, I took it to I took it to that guy because uh, he did he he cuts the pistons and he also uh, puts a coating on everything. So okay. I was uh, I was reading about that and I was interested in it and. Uh, and I got over a hundred thousand on it, and this thing is—it doesn't—it gets stronger every day. So, it's been an amazing build. After that, the, gonna... you know, the truck was uh, running so good, and uh, you know, my wife was starting to complain about how it was looking. And um, <laughs> yeah. oh, so that was like, all me. Know, <laughs> 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 like, I don't like the rust. Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> So then you took so it you over did. to Dickerson. Yeah, and we had um, we didn't we didn't go through the whole truck, uh, but we had uh, we had Dustin um, through the frame, through the whole underbelly, and, uh, yeah, and uh, you know basically every you know everything down low. I, I didn't live this entire life uh, up there uh, with all the road salt and everything else. I purchased this truck in Effingham, Illinois. Um, uh, it's just a small carrier, small, uh, feed carrier, um, you know, doing like hopper bottoms, something like that. Um, he was trying to move more towards, uh, having all owner operators instead of any company guy. So, uh, and that's how I got this. You know what I was remembering? 
that I think the guy in North Carolina had it for a month, not three months, but we had one truck at that point. So Tim would run. We had two trailers. Tim would run in the morning, and then I would get in the truck after he got back and do a second load. And that's how we did it for like a month in the summer. That was crazy. Overdrive's March Truckers of the Month, everyone. Pulley Express, making it work. Thanks to both Shelly and Tim for their time. You can find pictures of Tim's 06 Pete and the rest of the company equipment in the post that houses this podcast at overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen radio. I'll post a link to the story I wrote last month about the business too in the show notes with a link as well to where you can nominate a deserving owner operator for Overdrive's Trucker of the Year award. If you've thrived even through the huge business difficulties of the last year, you're worthy contender, no doubt. I encourage you to put yourself in the running too. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American Trumpet. It's edited and produced by me. Todd Dills with the acoustic guitar and other support of trucker songwriter Long Haul Paul Marhofer. The theme is Legend of the Snake Man by Marhofer, featuring the guitar work of Travis, the snake man himself, Whamick, Terry Two Socks Richardson on bass, keys by Tishomingo Jim Whitehead, and on drums, Mr. Andrew Marshall. The podcast is backed up further by Overdrive's own news editor, Matt Cole, social media coordinator Holly Young, Executive Editor Alex Lockie and Video Editors Lawson Rudisil and Andrew Gwynn. Until next time, keep proud.